Hey guys, this ad is in partnership with HBO. The three finalists for the 2020 HBO APA Visionary short film competition have been announced. HBO Visionaries is celebrating its fourth class of emerging Asian and Pacific Islander American filmmakers, and all three Visionary 2020 shorts will be available to air live on Tuesday, September 29th on HBO and available to stream on HBO Max. Find more information about the program and official rules on www.hbovisionaries.com and keep an eye out for the opening of submissions for the 2021 competition and the opportunity to have your short film considered for HBO and HBO Max. Congratulations to the winners, to the finalists of 2020. Y'all are amazing. And seriously, if you're an aspiring filmmaker, go handle it in 2021. Good luck. I love you. Go make all the things. You're listening to Whoa! Hot luck. Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang, and thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode. I hope you're doing well. For real, I hope you're doing well, staying safe, staying healthy, and staying sane. That is a lot to ask these days, but I really do hope that. And um, yeah, we have survived another week and another month. My dear God, it's October. Another month in the age of COVID. So what year are we in again? Um, yeah, it's been it's been a moment. It's been a journey, right? So really, though, I really hope you're taking care of yourselves and still social distancing, wearing your mask, because if you guys didn't hear, we're entering a second wave or we're already in a second wave in many places. And I don't know about y'all, but I've been seeing a lot of people who act like this thing is done and over with, which it's not. So, um, we all know that Minji speaks her mind and speaks her truth and her wishes into the universe. So, I'm just going to say it again for the people in the back. Please wear your masks. Please social distance. Please quarantine yourself if you've been exposed. Please get tested. Um, Just take the necessary precautions because it's not just for your well-being, but it's for the well-being of others. They all—it all coexists, you know, in this crazy Petri dish we call Earth. So, yes, that is my request. And um, also, before we jump into the episode, which I'm really excited about, for the love of God, if you are in the United States of America, please register to vote and make sure to actually vote. This is, I mean, do I need to say it? We all know this is an insane time. It's an insane year. There's a lot at stake. And I don't care to have another meltdown because we already had a collective meltdown this week with the presidential debate. So suffice it to say, it's really important that everybody show up and exercise their right, their privilege, and their civic duty to vote. Please don't be somebody who chose apathy or it's just laziness or just believing that you don't make a difference or what whatever it is. Just metaphorically, surgically remove that from your brain. We really need all hands on deck, okay? Um, and I don't want to, like, come at you. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm really trying to encourage you. <laughs> but it's really, really important. So let's do our part. Um, we all need to do little things that are really big things, and then together we'll survive the dumpster fire that is 2020 
and this current administration. So yeah, now that I've uh, bombarded you with <laughs> an existential crisis and my political beliefs, let's jump into the episode. There's something interesting about this intro. I'm just I have to just note it because clearly I'm in an altered state of mind. I don't know if it's because I just ate or again the debate or what it is. It's an interesting time to be alive. But regardless, I'm I am very excited to introduce this episode of first of all, because despite my very uh intense intro, this this episode is all about love. And y'all know I can talk about love and relationships and listen to stories about it forever and ever and ever. And this one's a really, really beautiful one. So this week's guest is none other than the amazingly talented, very, very agile. I think he's in my head. Yoshi's just a ninja. Yeah, it's Yoshi. Yoshi Sudarso. Sorry, that was like a weak intro. Today, this week's guest is Yoshi Sudarso, who a lot of people will know as the Blue Dino Ranger. Right? Is that right? Yeah, the Blue Dino Charge Ranger. Um, he was recently in a movie called Buffalo Boys, but um, he's a stuntman. He's an actor. And he's one of the two Sudarso brothers who, you know, bless our bless our haikus with hotties calendars and our Instagrams with their wonderfully, you know, just basking in all of their beautiful male glory. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. And also, I feel a little uncomfortable because this episode is about Yoshi's relationship and his amazingly beautiful love of his life, Sarah. Um, so Sarah, I love you. And I'm sure that she's she's gotten used to that. But I say that with all the respectful, co-creative colleague love in my heart. But Yoshi, we all know that you're an amazing and beautiful person. And that extends to your relationship. And that's why I invited him here. So Yoshi and I met through the Asian American community, the creative community that is rather small here in LA. And um, don't remember when or where, but we we got to know each other and i just really really appreciated yoshi's spirit and his positivity and especially his his overwhelming love for sarah i mean they're just couple goals for days and having been an avid follower of his instagram for years at this point i was really excited to see a recent post where he finally shared some exciting news um that was prefaced by his beautiful love story about how he and sarah met how they fell in love, and then now are pregnant with their first baby. I won't scream in your ear because I already assaulted you with all my other stuff that I said. But yeah, Yoshi and Sarah are beautiful. So I reached out to him. I thought we could use, you know, a beautiful, uplifting moment. This We recorded this before the debate, but, you know, the, your girl knows I had a strong gut feeling that we'd have some hard times ahead and so we would need a little pick-me-up so that's what Yoshi is here to do so I hope you guys enjoy this episode it's about love being a choice it was also about timing and uh, I, I'm an avid believer in divine timing and things happening as as they're meant to but it's like this interesting paradox of like free will and divine timing I don't know we're all just we're all just trying to figure it out but I think Yoshi's story about how he pursued, wooed, and all the things in between with Sarah um, is really just an inspiring true life story 
uh, true life love story that I think we can also learn a lot from. And just enjoy, because who doesn't love a good love story, right? Anyway, this intro's gone on for far long enough. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode on Love is a Choice with Yoshi Sadarso. Came in 88 with a dream oh so bright eyed. They knew right away, sink or swim, there's no lifelines. Cutting the teeth on the move. Hi, Yoshi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You? Surviving. Surviving. <laughs> I like that. We're going to survive. I know. Um, how's, how's, the, how's 2020 been treating you? Honestly, I am enjoying the the forced vacation i guess let's call yeah. it that yeah yeah that's I'm good it. Mm-hmm. good could be worse you know <laughs> i totally agree i I've, I've definitely benefited off of being like more alone with my thoughts figuring mm-hmm. things out what have you been what have you been occupying your time with besides like teaching and stuff well um, you can even talk about that so i have been kind of doing nothing for a longest time. In the beginning, I really took it as a vacation and did nothing. I just, you know, worked on myself, rested, played mm-hmm. video games. Nice. But the last couple, maybe last month, I started getting into, because I used to have a YouTube channel and content creation, but I never really understood the technical side of it. Uh-huh. So I've kind of taken it upon myself to learn and I've started it, uh, content creating again. And how I'm doing that is through um, uh, Twitch. I've been streaming on Twitch for the past month now. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that on, I think, Facebook where you're sharing like your your upcoming schedule. I yeah. I am dabbling in Twitch myself, but I'm still a total noob and oh, maybe <laughs> well, I will try to help you out with every little bit of knowledge that I have, but oh my God. it's not much. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Well, you're a month out on me, then that's probably a lot more. I mean, you learn, this is what I learned from TikTok, right? Because I was very late to the game. Right. Um, you just learn so much just by doing it, right? Like, yes, absolutely. Getting on the platform. Okay, so what do you do on Twitch? Because I, I, I've hyped you up in the intro and we get to know like your background, you do stunts and you're an actor and it's all these amazing things. But like bring us up to speed of like what 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 makes you you and what, what kind of stuff are you putting out there? Well, I'm I'm still kind of figuring it out, but mm-hmm. um, I love video games and I play video games all the time. So I figured I might as well stream it, but I didn't want to just stream any game. I wanted to like find a way to make the stream enjoyable okay so streaming games is one thing this other thing that i'm doing is that i'm i only did once so far but i'm doing kind of what you're doing is bringing you know my friends to come into the stream and kind of talk about themselves you know uh to have a platform for them to uh show what they're doing what um what is it? Uh, what projects they're doing, what they're excited about and what, you know, past projects they've done. So I did one uh, last week with Chris Jai or Jay Alex, and he's a good friend of mine, old friend. Um, and he, well, okay. He's an acquaintance. Like we work together <laughs> a lot, uh-huh. but you know, 
when you're doing stunts with each other, you're constantly like seeing each other, but only from one side of it. So when I got to bring him on, I learned a lot from him talking to the chat. So God, cause you're going deeper, yeah. like into who he is and his background and stuff or like his, yeah, his yeah. inner thoughts. Exactly. So it's a lot That's of fun. So cool. Call it the That's boba awesome. talk. And then we drink boba <laughs> while we chat. That's so good. Wait, so are you just talking or are you playing games and talking and boba? So we're talking for the first hour and then uh-huh. we hop into a game. It just so happened that he was the voice of a game. So <laughs> we played the game that he was the voice on and it just happened to be a horror game. And I don't do well with horror games. Oh, no, I would hate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. But I'm sure but, the audience loved yeah. it then because then you're like actually having a genuine reaction. Oh, yeah. I was freaking out. <laughs> well, okay, because gaming is crazy because they, I mean, because of technology, everything is so real now. It's not oh, like, yeah. it's not like cartoony stuff. Oh, that's why I don't want to even go there because I I would legit get nightmares probably from that. Like, Oh, yeah. I and- couldn't sleep well that night. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I love the audiences and everything, but oh, no. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, aside sport. from that, it's just been, um, well, it's been great because, uh, as you know, my wife is pregnant. So, yes. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's our first kid. Um, we weren't expecting to, for it to happen so quickly, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it was perfect timing. Um, usually I'm out of the country, you know, half the year, whatever. Mm-hmm. But because of COVID, I've been able to be home for her throughout the pregnancy. So See, it's been nice. blessings, blessings everywhere. There's always, I mean, I, I like everybody else have been going through it. It's not like just, it's, there are blessings and then that's not the entirety of it, but there's always something to be grateful for. And I, I'm really happy that, I mean, congrats. I'm so like over, you guys are the sweetest, which is why I like hit you up. I was like, Yoshi, can we know about <laughs> your story? And we're here to talk about love and we will get up to speed with this because you guys are such a beautiful, beautiful couple. Thank you. Um, and I'm just so glad that in the middle of all of this madness, you guys have that to celebrate because that's such a precious thing to be able to experience together. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see the little one. Um, okay, so let's let's set the context, right? Because obviously we know the the basics about you that you perform and do stunts and you're an actor and all these things. But like um, mm-hmm. as we're getting and as we're weaving it in, because I really want to, because um, I know I know like the the broad thing, especially what you've shared on social media, which is beautiful about you. your story with with your lovely wife but like see we have an hour right so we can <laughs> we can, you can get yes. to know more um and on on this podcast i've been pretty open about my own you know experiences with love and dating and um just you know i went through a breakup pretty much in real time on my podcast cuz um i went through a breakup last december so it's just kind of reflecting on all the things that make life worth living i guess which is a lot of it is centered around our relationships and people we care about, right? So right. I'm just curious to like hear your guys' story. And it, can you like, before we even get to that, can you you do your version of like, how would you bring us up to to the moments like now? Like who who is Yoshi Starso? <sighs> In the sense of, I mean, 
Because the thing is, I feel like I've lived so many different lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, uh, acting was not in my even my peripherals until college. You know? Okay. Um, I didn't know that. This is where I get to know. But this is like our Twitch stream issue. I get to like <laughs> n- all right, let's understand. Do yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, bring me up to speed. So, um, I grew up loving martial arts, but not being allowed to do martial arts. Oh. Um, my parents didn't like it because my dad did martial arts and he's uh, of a different generation. Mm-hmm. So um, I was born in Indonesia and that's where my parents were too. So in Indonesia, there's a bit of a, I guess, a bit of a tense, um, a little bit of racism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, And, you know, it's a lot of tension between the Chinese and the Indonesians. So my dad was in a Chinese gang and he fought with his Kung Fu. So my mom basically didn't want me getting into fights, which in our era, martial arts isn't really that way. It's for discipline, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's more of an activity and like a a practice. Right, exactly. So I didn't really do martial arts, but they showed me a lot of Jackie Chan movies, you know, (laughs) this and that. So I still fell in love with it. Yeah. So I learned on my own. Um, And it was just like my dad had like old Kung Fu books that I would look at and like I would watch YouTube. And I believe it wasn't until I was in high school that I learned Mm -hmm. how to do a flip. And it was. I never because... stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're it was very like, good at them. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, I learned it because um, <laughs> there were these girls um, at church camp that nice. Peter and I were hanging out with. They were twins, <laughs> really cute, <laughs> and they did martial arts. So they Uh-oh. asked us to be a part of this martial arts show thing that they were doing at the end of the camp. Uh-huh. And then while we were choreographing it, they were like, hey, can you do a backflip over my sweep? And I said, yes. <laughs> Peter looks at me like, you what? <laughs> <laughs> really now? I was like, uh, yeah, just, you know, give me a couple. Give me, give me until tomorrow and I'll practice it again. It's been a while since I've done it and I'll, we'll do it tomorrow. Oh They're like, my okay. Gosh. Peter was like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I told him I was like, "Hey, let's go grab a mattress and try it." And that was the first time I ever did a flip. I, I just tried it. <laughs> I'm telling you, there are so many stories. This is why, like, when you talk about love or not, it's not even just love, right? Like it crushes or it's a highly motivating force. You know what I mean? It, like, yes. there's yeah. there's so many different things that people have tried or attempted. Foolishly or otherwise, because they were just like wanting to impress somebody. They're like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. That's where I first learned it, and then I just kind of kept going because uh, I wasn't very cool in high school. Mm-hmm. But when I learned how to flip, they were like, "Oh, can you do a flip?" You know, so I did flips, and it was it helped me be sort of cool. You know, 
It gave you a lot of like confident confidence. Yeah, it was gave me confidence and it boosted my status, you know, because people wanted to learn. All the popular guys were like, "Oh, how do you do that?" I was like, "Oh man, I'll teach you after school," you know, <laughs> hanging out with the cool kids. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, because this is where I was. I was in a point where I I helped create the anime club in high school. They put a target on my back. You know what I'm saying? Wow, wow. So you wasn't, made the wasn't great. Yeah. Um, anyway, after that, I went to college and ended up using the gymnastics-y stuff to get my job. I was teaching gymnastics, even though I didn't take gymnastics. <laughs> and I learned how to, like, you know, coach kids and whatever. And then I joined cheer. I was a cheerleader in college, and that's how I paid for school. Stop! Um, I had no idea, Yoshi. Yeah, that's I was a cheerleader for two to three years. Wow! Yeah, and we competed. We were actually the first team, the West Coast team, to win worlds in since it was yeah. Wait, were you in the <laughs> states by then? When did when did you leave Indonesia? Oh right. Okay, so I was born in Indonesia. And mm-hmm. when I was eight, I moved to America. So I was very young. Got it. Got it. Um, and we moved because uh, in 1998, there was a riot uh, between the, you know, the Chinese, the Indonesians and the Christian and Muslim. There was like this tension, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it just so happened that my dad got lucky and got a green card in in a lottery. So wow. we up and left. But wow. It takes like five years for my mom to get her green card. And then another five years for me and my brother. So oh, for whoa. 10 years, we were technically illegal, even though we had our pa- our parents had green cards. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. But it There's happened so much at the perfect timing. Yeah, okay. There's so much there I don't know. I don't know. You know, like I was yeah. born and raised here. So I don't know the the process of that, how stressful it is, how... Um, tedious it is like well, one day please like educate me on that because so, I, I, I want I'd love to know at least you can go to public school without having a green card or social security but mm. you cannot work you well I mean unless you're getting paid under the table and you can't drive you can't get a driver's license Got so it. it happened that when I turned 18 I got my green card so I was able to drive, get a job, and that way I could drive myself to school. Otherwise, it would have been a pain in the butt, right? Yeah, yeah. So everything happened perfectly. Like, we were very blessed. But at the same mm. time, I couldn't leave in those 10 years. I couldn't leave America. If I Got left, it. I would have not been able to come back. I would have been deemed illegal and whatever. Mm. So, or like overstay, you know? Yeah. So... I didn't go back to Indonesia. I didn't even go back to Indonesia until I was like mid-20s, early 20s. Mm-hmm. It was kind of tough because when we moved to America, we kind of pushed aside all of our Indonesian-ness, um, our language, our culture, you know. Mm-hmm. Aside from the food and what my mom was or my dad um, would speak in Indonesian, Peter and I refused to speak in Indonesian because we wanted wow. our English to be fluent. You refused to do it. We, yeah, yeah. Because wow. 
I didn't want to be bullied for it anymore, you know? So we just spoke English. And it wasn't until maybe 12, 13 years old that I was speaking fluent English without an accent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I still have a little bit of something here and there, but, you know, it's, it's very light. It's not as noticeable. Right. But because of that, it's so much harder for me to uh, like speak in my native tongue now, Peter, even more so. And I, I regret it for sure. But also at the same time, you know, I was a kid, I had no idea. And, and we're just built into this culture that if you don't speak English fluently, your, your IQ is lower, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People don't take I, you seriously. I'm so that makes me so frustrated um, because I I know diff- multiple people. I've I've grown up with different people that experience the same thing of being like ridiculed and like and bullied, and it makes right. my my blood boil because how dare you? You know, like yeah. you you're from another country. You have a fluent. You're fluent in another language. It's not like you are dumb. It's like this is a new yeah. language. And I, I also for Americans, because very human, <laughs> there's a lot of a lack of a being able to speak another language for a lot of people that were born and raised here. Um, yep. There's just a lot that, you know, I could I could get very riled up about. And I have um, I'm very sorry. And I'm I, on behalf of America. That sucks. ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I gave you character and it like helped you become who you are, but I just yeah. think that that's so cruel. And so I want to go put that in the universe. Like, I hope we can stop that nonsense yeah. because it's just very so unnecessary and terrible. Yeah. It, it yeah, it definitely was a, a stem of a lot of my insecurities, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, but, you know, it also helped me push uh, through certain things and I learned a lot from it. Um, I would say that I'm more fluent in English now, obviously, like <laughs> my native tongue is mm-hmm. English because I think in it and I, I speak it more eloquently. Um, but Indonesian, I'm slowly learning. And it's just because in the past few years, I've been going back and doing films out there that's the only reason that i got back into it because for a long time um from what media shows indonesia is so scary and and this unless you're going to bali like what's the point of being there Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until four years ago that i realized like that was not the case four years ago three years ago three years ago so it's kind of like I'm like rediscovering myself, I guess, yeah. in a sense. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it has been good. But when I came to America, because I didn't speak English, I fell in love with math because math was a universal language and I was yes. good at it. In fact, I was way above everybody else here because mm-hmm. I had learned m- way more advanced math. So I joined the mathlete. I was in a mathlete um, group in elementary. <laughs> Excellent was my language. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, I learned English from like TV shows, you know. So Space mm-hmm. Jam, um, <laughs> yes. Blue's Clues, uh, Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls. I said laboratory. Nice. 
up until high school, until somebody was like, that's not how you say it. I was like, shut up. Yeah, it is. It's, it's how it's spelled. <laughs> They're like, no, dude, it's laboratory. I'm like, no, there's an O and then the R. Like, what? And they're like, no, no, no. You don't say that O. I was like, why would you not say it? <laughs> in America. Out, oh, in, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I see. So it's not alum- aluminum. It's aluminum. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So oh, we have a very special way with our with like our that. words. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so anyway, beside the point. But yeah, I I didn't really like school. So even mm-hmm. when I went to college and I was taking math because I was my plan was to teach math and go back to my high school and teach algebra because a lot of kids who take algebra don't necessarily love it and yeah. I feel like I could change their mind. That was my nice. Plan. Oh, and to I love also it. coach I was going to coach track because I did track in high school. Mm-hmm. But then I found a new fun love with uh, cheer. So I wanted to help coach the cheer team. And I did end up going back while I was in college to help coach my old cheer team, how to tumble. That's so great. I didn't end up making a career out of it because a friend of mine asked me to do like um, extra work. Okay. Just like in a in a summer during um, college years, I think I was twenty one or something like that, and I started doing extra work, and I was like, "Oh, well, this is fun. <laughs> I, I've done theater here and there, uh-huh. but I like performing. I like being in front of a camera. I I just love this uncertain feeling, and and everything's always different every day. You know, I, I can't sit in a cubicle all day, mm-hmm. so I was like. Well, this is interesting. Well, let me let me figure this out. Like, I'm not getting paid much, but I bet those guys are. And so I would ask those guys, like, "Hey, what are you doing on set? Like, what are you?" And so they would be like, "Oh, well, I'm doing stunts." I'm like, "Cool." And then other people were like, "Oh, I'm doing a commercial. Oh, I'm one of the leads." And so I kept like asking, like, "How? How did you get there? This and that." Mm-hmm. And it just happened like <laughs> for the longest time, uh, maybe two three years. I would find my jobs by going on Craigslist. I don't recommend this, <laughs> but going on Craigslist and finding gigs, like gigs for films. Yeah. And I ended up getting a lot of good stuff. And it's actually how I got my brother, Peter, into the industry. There was an audition for, uh, it was called Beard Casting, right? Okay. Obviously, I didn't know this, but. It's obviously a big job because they're hiding the name of the actual job. So Mm -hmm. when I got this audition, I couldn't make it like the next day. I was like, oh, no, they're going to know my name. I'm going to get blacklisted. I was scared for no reason, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. told Peter, I was like, bro, just pretend to be me. Go to the audition. Go, go, go. He was like, "Uh, fine. So he went. But he was like, yo, I'm too scared to pretend to be you. I'm just going to put my name. I was like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, whatever, whatever. Just figure it out. Right. Yeah. He ends up booking it. Very first audition. And it's an Apple commercial. Oh, yeah. That's some good beginner's luck right there. Was not luck because he showed up and he he nailed it. But that's that's a good 
gateway, like entry into the industry. What? Yep. And that's how he got bit by the bug. Yeah. The (laughs) cha-ching. That's so... Yeah, I'm sure he got paid pretty well. So Uh I actually didn't even clarify you. So I'm assuming based on like the industry access that you had, you you moved... When you moved to the States, you moved to LA? Was it just SoCal? I was in uh, like OC. Uh, oh, okay, you're in North Cerritos area. Got so it, got it. I would have to drive out a lot, but mm-hmm. it was the the thrill of the hustle that I was like, <laughs> I, I want this. I want to get good at this. And I tried mm-hmm. everything. I tried modeling. I tried commercials. I didn't book a single commercial. Peter booked like 70% of the commercials that he auditioned for. So wow. he was like the commercial guy at that time. Wow. Everybody knew who he was because every Mm -hmm. commercial, it was him. Like he had, uh, what was I think he had Sprite? No, Pepsi and then Coke. And it just, they were like, we'll wait to put yours on so that Pepsi's contract is done and then we'll put you on. Wow. So he was crazy in demand. He was in demand indeed for Uh, Shad. That was like that. That era, they wanted his look really uh, badly for commercials. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I'm a bit of a darker and, you know, Southeast Asian look. Mm-hmm. So that didn't really work so well for me. So then I decided to go to um, modeling. That didn't work. And then I got into stunts because I met people on set and they were like, oh, they were the easiest to talk to. And they were mm-hmm. like, you just come to this place to train and, you know, you learn from there. And I was like, okay. So I would go to train and I'd meet people. And, you know, from that, it was like, oh, why don't you come onto this shoot? Why don't you do this? And then more and more and more and more. And it just kind of keeps happening. But then because I learned that mindset, I learned the hustle mindset rather than the get me a casting director or a casting uh, agent Mm -hmm, and have mm -hmm. them do all the work for me. I just always hustled. So when I... Got that's actually how I got my first acting job too for Power Rangers because I would do stunts for the Power Rangers in the live shows and I met the actors and I asked the actors who the um casting director was and then I found her email through IMDb Pro and then I sent her an email asking if I could come audition, etc. etc. Nice. I ended up booking it like um, the second time we auditioned. But that's amazing. That's yeah, that's kind of been the trajectory of my film career. And it was because of Power Rangers that I got my um, now manager and agents and then ended up booking stuff in Indonesia. And so now it's just been kind of like a snowball kind of thing. Because nice. in stunts, you just it's who you know. Like, right. you, you they the, they don't do a casting. The stunt coordinator will be like, yeah, I know a few people. I'll bring them on. Right. And that's it. it well, it's also like, not yeah. just who you know, because the thing, I agree with that. It, it is obviously you want to have people who can vouch for you and bring you in. And I also think from my background with collaboration with like booking people or like having showcases or doing events and like choosing people for various X, Y, or Z, Mm -hmm. you know, I I do know a lot of people, but I think it's also 
knowing people who are quality, you know, you have to have the goods, you have to be a good person. And so that's something I've actually increasingly, it's been really nice. People ask me different questions about, um, you know, getting into the business in in whatever capacity, whether it's in front of camera or behind, but that's something I, I make sure to, uh, mentioned because I don't want them to get it twisted. Like, oh, as soon as you know somebody who is a power player in some way, I was like, nah, bro, it's not a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, no. You can't think like that because you could also like, if you know them and then they see you and they see that you're irresponsible or just like a bad attitude or a douche in some way, like yeah, it could work against you too because they'll Absolutely. know you and they'll be Absolutely. like, don't work with that person. Bye. Yeah, that happens all yeah. the time. We yeah. have guys who come in are just like too much and mm-hmm. never work again. Yeah. It, yeah. So be careful. Double-edged sword is what I'm saying. It everybody. is a double-edged <laughs> sword indeed. Yeah. And I was kind of like thinking back. I'm like, oh my God, I was such an annoying kid. Cause I was, you know, for stunts anyways, mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to prove myself and mm. didn't realize that that comes off a certain way luckily i feel like i had a bit more eq so that i even though i felt like i needed to prove myself i found ways to like pull myself back when i was first starting out like oh i want to i want to do this stunt but then like in the stunt world here's a i guess a little tiny example mm-hmm. in the stunt world when somebody like the stunt coordinator asked who wants to do this stunt? Say it's like jumping through a window. That's a big stunt. Yeah. In the stunt world, <laughs> you get paid a little bit more depending on the stunt. So usually when they ask that, the older guys have the first right to take that stunt so they can get paid more. Mm. The younger guys always want to do it because they're young. They have to prove themselves. <laughs> uh-huh. So if the younger guys like raise their hand right away, you know, they're super new because they don't know the etiquette to right. wait for the older guys to be like, no, I'm good. Have the younger guys do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a respect thing. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's like a, a kind of like a, rev- a of reverence and a, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Okay. So now so, you've exposed yourself as a noob. <laughs> you yeah. don't know. Luckily, I never did that. I Good. was I've never been the one to like me me me. I mm-hmm. want to, but I feel like sometimes I hold back too much. Like my my brain's always like, "Yeah, yeah I I want to do it. Go prove yourself." And then I'm like, "No, no, no. Come on. Be be respectful because I come from a, you know, my culture that is very like Reserve yourself. Don't Mm -hmm. be the guy that's like the loudest in the room. You don't Mm. need to be that, you know? Mm. So, I mean, it's good and bad because that has happened for some people. Like, that's the etiquette and everybody else knows it. But if the young kid ends up doing a really good job, then they're like, oh, great. You did a really good job. And the producers are like, oh, yeah, he's great. Bring him back the next time around. Right, And then right. the stunt coordinator is like, oh, all right, sure. You know what I mean? So That's it's so, like a double-edged sword, like you were saying. Yeah. But I also, like, it's funny, like, the things that you're talking about right now with even stuff like how you came to this country and the timing of it and, like, your dad winning the lottery. There's, like, a theme about that I'm, like, catching on to is about timing. 
right? Yeah. Like, you got to shoot your shot, but there's also this kind of, like, other part of it, which is you don't get to determine everything. There's, a like, a trust that, and like, you even, like, being 18 and being able to drive, right? Like, yeah, because it, was, it happened oof. to work out that way. Um, because if you hadn't, it would have changed your life, probably. Like, what you would have had your opportunity to be right. So it's interesting. I, I, I feel like we're, we're getting into something really, I, and I think this ties to like, what we're also going to talk about with your, with your lady is yeah. with shooting your shot in life and um, having that hunger and having that, you know, you have the vision, you have the desire and you're, you know, you're, you're willing to hustle. You're willing to give it your all, but also having like finesse. I think you, you I mean, that's something you just keep learning too, right? The more you do life um how to hold back and how to like let certain things kind of play out in their own time yeah and i'm very curious like how 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 your wife like how that lived played out with her because you also mentioned that again from what i saw on your instagram which i was like riveted i was like oh my god this is the best love story ever but you know there was a lot of timing that came into your guys story too right it wasn't like absolutely you just met and fell in love and then bada bing, bada boom, everything worked out. Right. And, <laughs> and I, I love that we contextualized it with other parts of your life mm-hmm. because I think it's very, it's, it all makes sense. Right. Like it's like, it's, that's how life is. It's not all just input, output, input, output. There's like input and then wait and then try. And then, oh, you went, you progressed and then you got to wait again and then you got to try. And then you, I don't know, who knows? Um, anyway, I'm just Really kind of taking it all in because I think this has been a big theme in my life too about doing what I can, but also learning how to be patient and like think about timing, EQ, all of that. So I love that you're talking about it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, okay. So me and my wife. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Look, (laughs) it's kind of an embarrassing story. It can sound so great because (laughs) it's so. Because it worked out. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay. okay, good disclaimer. Yes. So when I moved to America, um, at this point, I wasn't really thinking about girls or anything like that. I was, I've was. i never thought a girl was cute or anything. Mm. Came to America. Uh, f- first weekend we were there, I believe. We went to my mom's family friend's church. Okay. Um, it was the only Indonesian friend she had, and she was going to this um, church in Gardena. So we went with her, and that's when I saw Sarah. I don't know what compelled me. I just, <laughs> from what my mom told me, is I turned to her and was like, Mom, I'm going to marry her. And <laughs> my mom so told cute. me, she, she just kind of laughed it off, but uh-huh. also was like confused because I never say stuff like that. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you think she's pretty, huh? I was like, yeah. But again, all this in Indonesian. I uh-huh. don't remember if I ended up saying anything to her, like saying hi or anything like that, because I didn't speak the language. But I know a few months later or something like that, Peter was trying to be my wingman, right? Okay. <laughs> Cute. So he went and told her friends in his broken little English that I liked Sarah. Oh, so cute. We're in elementary. So what I got was, yo, she likes Sarah. That's what I got. (laughs) So I was so mad at Peter for saying that. But he was trying generally to be 
like genuinely helping me out. But yeah, that's it didn't so end cute. Up being that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do remember a time of me and her racing, and she was fast. And you know, when you're a kid, you like you would attach yourself to certain things. I was like, oh, she's pretty and fast. Like <laughs> what? That's. <laughs> but that was one of the things I remembered. She like, I think she beat me in a, like a hundred meter dash, and yeah, I was girl. like, no one beats me. What? <laughs> And and funny thing is, she ended up doing track in high school, and so did I. Um, hurdles as well. So, nice. anyway, so you know, we see each other every Sunday. So I kept liking her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and how could you not? She beat you in a hundred meter dash, exactly. and I'm like, you just dazzled you. <laughs> Here it comes the embarrassing stuff. Okay, I was kind of obsessed with her. The only oh. girl I ever like loved, right in sixth uh. grade. What do I know? That she was my password for a good minute. Oh, and there was a video game called Final Fantasy VIII, and you yes. can name the main character whatever you want. So uh-huh. I named him Yoshi or Yoshua, my real name. Uh-huh. And and I named the love interest Renoa Sarah. Cute, cute, cute. So my elementary best friend like has known about Sarah since we played that game because nice. he was like, "Who's Sarah?" <laughs> Cats out of the bag. You're like, "No one. Yeah. I just made the name up." What? So Who? he knows about her. And then when it came to middle school, I you know understood English better and kind of said hi to her. But it turned out that in our friend group. Me, this one other guy at church. Me, um, let's just say guy number one, guy number two, both liked Sarah. Or all three of us liked Sarah. Mm-hmm. So to keep our friendship, we all promised not to ask her out. Wow. Yeah. Boy packed, <laughs> it's, right? It's like a movie. I know. It's so stupid. Um, it's but great. then when we got to middle, no, sorry. Uh, high school we started going or like end of middle school high school we started doing youth group so youth group was Wednesdays so I would see her Wednesdays and Sundays and realized that my like love for her never went away Mm -hmm. and she was um, leading not leading worship but she would sing on the worship team so I would see her all the time every Wednesday and she doesn't see me, but I see her, right? Yeah. So it just kept growing. That's when I realized, I'm like, okay. I, and from what I saw of this, like Sarah was like the princess of the church, but I never actually like got to know her, you know? Uh, uh-huh. It's just what I thought of her, right? Because you're so, admiring her from afar as exactly. like a spectator, was, not like uh, getting mm-hmm. to talk with her all the time or anything. Yeah, I was putting her on this pedestal, right? Uh-huh. So then in high school, I decided I'm like, I can't do this. I can see her on Sundays. No big deal. But I got to do a youth group that's closer to my school. So we don't go to school together. She went to a separate school. I was in Cerritos going to that school. So I 
made friends in my area, right? Mm-hmm. And found out there was a church uh, near us. Um, so, you know, I started dating other people. Um, my first girlfriend ended up being somebody that we knew of, um, like from different schools, but she was, we played video games together and nice. we confessed <laughs> to each other through the video game. Ragnarok Aww. online. That's I was, cute. I was very like, wear my heart on my sleeve, you know, hopeless romantic kind of guy. But because of that, I also ended up being very like fickle. Like, okay. So we didn't last long. It was like three, four months. Uh-huh. And then I got with somebody else from that I met somewhere else. And then Fickle three, four indeed. Months. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, well, that, this one, the second one, she broke up with me. Oh, she cheated on me. Oh. Um, yeah. How old are you? And what does that constitute? I want to know because people, when they say cheated on, I have an idea. But like, depends on what your background is and like, what does cheating mean, right? Okay. I'm curious if you're down to share. I yeah, yeah know. absolutely. So the second girl. What's the tea? Um, <laughs> we we met at another like youth camp thing. Found uh-huh. out we live close enough to each other. She was in Norwalk. I was in Cerritos. So, and uh, also like we kind of hung out like every other day because it was far, right? Like back uh-huh. then, we didn't have schools. I mean, uh, cars. So we just took like a bus, or I walked from Cerritos to Norwalk. Wow. Um, yeah. So then, commitment. Uh, I she had like this poem book that she would write in, and she would write about the people that she was dating, and there were like people before me, obviously, right? I don't mm-hmm. know why she kept the same book. And then one day I found out for her ego, like, Yoshi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was reading it because she like gave it to me. Like uh-huh. after me, there was already somebody else, and I was like, "We never did this stuff together." And I realized oh. that she was dating somebody else, and she was like, "Yeah, of course I'm." You know, I was like, "What?" She was like, "Yeah, we're done." I was like, <gasps> "Oh." It was like full on like a summer fling. As soon as school started, that happened. And That's pretty brutal. Yeah, it was oh. kind of bad. And then I come to find out, it was it was one of my best friends. Oh no, Yoshi! <laughs> Which it's okay because yeah. he's still my best friend. Okay, wait, he wait. Wow. messed up. You know, he learned yeah. from it, and yeah. I think he didn't, he says he didn't fully know what was going on. He thought that we'd already broken up. Mm -hmm. No big deal. I didn't really, you know, I was whatever. Because in my mind, there's still like, I was trying to get rid of Sarah out of my head. And I thought I did. So then my next relationship was uh, junior year, I want to say, or sophomore year. With this girl that I ended up dating for three years. We weren't good for each other, you know. Uh, I wasn't good for her. She wasn't good for me. And we kind of hurt each other all over the place. And it, But then we we kept at it because I was like, I'm going to marry the girl that's my high school sweetheart, basically, because we dated from my junior year, senior year, and my college. And she was in high school the whole time, right? Uh-huh. So. 
everybody was like, oh, yeah, they're going to get together forever. Uh-huh. And then I saw A very I realized, high school mentality, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I realized in college, I was like, this is not going to work out. Like, And then that was kind of when I started getting into acting. Mm-hmm. But I was also kind of uh, scared. Like mm. to break things off because I knew how much it hurt to mm-hmm. get broken up with. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to break it off. And it just so happened that she was like, so you're doing this whole acting thing. What if you had to kiss somebody? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I would. And she got mad. She was like, you didn't even think about it. We're done. So she broke up with me. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> that worked <laughs> I was like, out. Sweet. That worked out. And she wow. asked me to, you know. Let's get back together. And I was like, no, I think we're going to stay broken up. Okay, oh. bye. Dang. So stupid. I was I was, I was, was a coward. You know, I was absolutely a coward. I should have just broken it up like way earlier. I fell out of love with her well over a year before that happened. Oh, wow. But I was, we were also going to church together. I was going to her church and everybody knew us from church and high school because I started going to this Friday youth group near my school instead of seeing Sarah. But I would still see Sarah every so often um, on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so after we broke up, like not long after, well, I had a, like a six month stint of like, you know what? I'm just going to be a bad guy. I don't want to be the good guy anymore. You know what I mean? I'm going to date as many girls as I want. It didn't work out well. Like, I'm. that's not who I am. I, yeah. I cannot do that. And God kind of told me right away, like, um, I did something stupid with a girl and I was punished for it. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm so curious, but like, I'll let she you volunteer. That. pretended to be pregnant oh jeez to keep me yeah and oh to keep you to keep the relationship with you going you know she knew that i wasn't gonna do like have an abortion so i was like okay time to leave and she was an older lady Uh uh-huh so i i basically failed my fall semester um because of her trying to wow yeah i kept like asking her to meet me at uh, a doctor's appointment but she would never do that and then she'd be like come meet me at this cafe instead that i was like what so she's no, straight I'm- up trying to get you to go on dates with her by like telling you that she's pregnant yes. with your kid jeez yeah. louise all right so and i didn't know how it worked I i didn't know that you can't know the next day because she told me the next day i'm an idiot oh wow well yeah. see this is why education is important this could be yeah. a really good uh yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> she was like i'm Pregnant. It was like within a week. It was not the next day, but still <laughs> within a week. Come on. Wow. Yeah. So that was like right away. I was like, okay, so I'm not going to fool around. That's stupid. But good, you know, it was good a, to get that it, out of the way. <laughs> exactly. And it just so happened again, timing. I mm-hmm. went to church on a Sunday and, and I saw Sarah and she like, like, Hey, good to see you. You know, you look really nice today. I like what you're wearing. Okay. And then she like, you know, did the whole touch my arm thing and walked off. And I was like. (laughs) I changed your life. (laughs) I literally ran to Peter and was like, so I think I'm still in love with Sarah. He was like, no, not again. (laughs) Oh, cute. So it just so happened after that, you know, I had all that cleared up. 
And I started helping with the, so our children's pastor had moved on. So uh-huh. we didn't have anyone. So I offered to help because I had coached gymnastics. I had, I gotten used to like working with kids. I was teaching VBS for the longest time. VBS nice. is a vacation Bible school. Vacation Bible and school. And working with little kids. So I was like, yeah, I'll join the kids ministry and help out. And the other two that ended up coming help out was Sarah and this one other uh, lady. But so the three of us started talking together out of how, what, what are we teaching this and that. So we yeah. got to hang out a lot more. For the kids, then, for the kids. For the kids, exactly. Yeah, and totally I was like, for the kids. Oh, this worked out that Sarah ended <laughs> up doing this too. It wasn't like I went for it because of her. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other lady left. So after a month, it was just the two of us. So we split the month in half. I would do one, then she would do one, then I would do one, then she would do one. And then we ended up getting so close that like I would help her out on her week and then she would help me out on my week. And then we realized we worked well together. And like I realized that she wasn't this like princess on a pedestal. She was Mm -hmm. goofy, you know, absolutely ridiculous. But super sweet girl and truly cares, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I got to know her a little more, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get a new job. I don't have a job right now. Um, switching schools. Stuff was happening, you know, for her and her family that she couldn't go to UCI anymore. She had to go to a different school mm-hmm. and, you know, start working to have a little side cash. So I was like, well... I just started doing this thing where I'm an extra on TV shows and it's good money. It's side cash, you know, and you pick your hours really basically. Um, and you're white. So you probably get more work. Sure enough. <laughs> she did. Yeah. She worked all the time. Wow. But I brought her in. She was like, I don't know how to do any of this. And at the time you had to like go there in person in LA Sign, uh, went in a line, sign up, take photos, all that stuff. And she was like, so scared. I was like, why don't I just drive you on a Saturday? Let's do Uh it. Obviously, Uh this was my move, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so we went and I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize this is the first time we'll be like just the two of us, no one else in a car. What are we going to talk about? And the conversation just never stopped. It was like, it just clicked, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, um, so we got to know each other and we kept working together because she would like, whenever she got something, they were like, oh, do you have any real friends? She was like, yeah. And I know someone who does it. So I kept getting work more because of her. Nice. But she was working way more than I was. Like she did way more extra work than I did within the span of time that she was doing. But she was strict. She was like, I'm going to finish school. I want to do this for school. Um, So it came to like, I remember like a couple months into it of us getting to know each other and all that stuff. Maybe like six months. I hadn't made my move. I was scared. Uh Also, because in my head, if I I remember thinking, if I ask her out, she's the girl I marry. So there's no more 
there's no other girls. I'm not fooling around with anyone else. Like, there's no more dating. That's it. If I want to date, I date somebody else right now instead of her. Mm. So I don't know why I thought that, but that's just where my head was at. That's a very lucid thought. That's I I have yeah. a lot of respect because not everybody thinks that way, Yoshi. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you know. <laughs> it was kind of a weird, like, I've always been a bit extra, I guess, in that sense. <laughs> That's great. I, I mean, I too feel a bit as I am. I'm very extra. I, I, I like that. And I respect that. I respect it. Whoever, whoever, as long as like you own it, you know what I mean? And that's, that's awesome that you're that like <laughs> definitive. That's so, I mean, this is the stuff that every girl's like, I just want a guy who's like, you're it. And that's all. And you know, it's, it's yeah. very beautiful. So, but it's not like that simple. Like you're saying, you had to kind of decide too. You have to yeah. Yeah. weigh out it like, okay, I'm going to do this. Thing, Cause I knew I didn't want to hurt her. Like, mm. You know, and I was scared to get hurt because she's very kind, very nice. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if I'm reading mixed signals, right? Yeah. So I remember um, we went to her ex's wedding. Okay. (laughs) Because (laughs) one of the guys from before ended up dating her. The one that made the pact with me. Oh, okay. So Mm. those three guys, uh, the two other guys. Turns out they both had asked her out. You know what? I thought brotherhood was like a thing, but apparently not. Yeah. So one guy asked her out multiple times in high school. And she said no every time because she wasn't looking for a relationship in high school. That just Mm -hmm. wasn't in her mind. Now, out of high school, the other guy hit her up. And Mm -hmm. they didn't get together. But they like dated and then he like left her for this girl that he ended up marrying. Oh. So we went to this wedding together because it's everybody's from the church. So mm-hmm. we all go, you know, and I'm sticking by her because I know the story and she had like explained what had happened. Mm-hmm. So I stuck by her and two of our other friends. It was just like the four of us hanging out, dancing the night away, you know, it was just mm-hmm. fun. But then... <laughs> I didn't make a move, you know. Um, I had a few good chances and I was too scared. So mm-hmm. we were, you know, at the end of the whole thing, I was like, you know, I'll walk you to your car. It's like 1 or 2 a.m. walking to her car. And Sarah's like, clumsy girl, forgetful. Uh-huh. Which <laughs> is so her. sweet. It's <laughs> She's endearing. She's very clumsy and forgetful. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. So we went to her car and she goes, uh oh, like what? What happened? My keys locked inside the car. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, so like, real talk. I've done that oh. too twice, so I'm with your girl. It so happens, you guys. She's done that countless times since we've been <laughs> together. <laughs> Not a first time and last time occurrence. Yeah. I should have known it was a sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. When that happened, I was like, well, I'll stay by with you because your car's so far away from everybody else. Everybody had gone home. So I'll stay with you. We'll call AAA and I'll wait with you. Mm-hmm. AAA was like an hour and a half. So of course we just they were. sat there all the time in the world for me to make a move. 
but I didn't. I, <laughs> she was cold. I gave her a jacket instead of putting my arm around her. All this stuff. I messed up. Okay? I messed up. So we get into our respective cars. And we say bye. And I'm driving. And I go, you idiot. So I just called her number. And I on my phone, I just called her. She was like, hello? What's up? I was like, I think I left something in your car. Okay. Like, what? Really? I was like, yeah, yeah. I think I... I must have dropped something in in there when we were getting the car. Yeah, I, I can you can you pull over? <laughs> Not oh. a good. And so she pulled over, and I walked over to her car. I didn't want to think. As soon as she opened the car door, I just kissed her. And that was kind of how I told her. <laughs> I'm like jumping out of my chair, I'm like yes. <laughs> oh. But that's like how it happened and she didn't stop me. So Yeah, because she was waiting for it, Yoshi. I'm just I don't even I'm (laughs) I talked with Sarah a bit, but like I know she was waiting for it. She was like, (laughs) is this gonna happen? When is this gonna happen? And then it happened. So she's like, here we are, here we are. (laughs) Oh, I love it. That makes me so happy. Yeah, but she told me after she was so oblivious, she's very oblivious that she didn't realized that's what i was doing when i called her to stop the car got it she was okay like, what what did you leave <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so that's kind of the beginning of our relationship and then like the next big step was you know proposing to her and i had a bit of a i guess a little freak out i it's like five years in and so I you dated nothing. for five years after this first kiss. So you were jumping to now the engagement. There's probably a lot yes. in between there, but yeah. Huge jump. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of cute stuff and you, you don't want to hear all that. But then- I do, but well, <laughs> look, let's summarize the in-between. So was it like a yeah. smooth, like you guys, I mean, you'd been friends, right? And you'd known each other for so, such a long time. Was Were the five years pretty like... Like not friction, but yeah. Did did you guys get along? Did you transition from being friends we to being got along a really well? But the problem was, our friend group was me, her, and two other girls that um, apparently one of them liked me Ooh, and had told her mm. about it. Mm-hmm. So to Sarah, I was off limits, but got it was it. like maybe two weeks before. And Wait, so two we weeks before of, you kissed her? Yeah. Oh, snap. That's okay. <laughs> so she was kind of like conflicted after. And, yeah. you know, we had to figure out how to tell them. Yeah. You know, because she liked me, but she never said anything to the group. And by, yeah. when that girl said it, she was like, oh, okay. And she, yeah. that's the kind of girl Sarah is. She'll take a backseat, you know? Yeah. For loyalty, but, girl gang. Yeah, so when that happened, we had to, like, figure that out. So that was kind of the biggest, like, hurdle that we had to deal with. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she was going to school. I was going to school. So we were focused on our own things. Um, But, you know, we got along together really well. You know, if anything we uh, disagreed about, we would talk about it. You know, never yelled at each other. Still have not, um, you know. and. When we got like five years in, I had again, I had nothing to my name, no money, maybe like 
a thousand bucks in my bank account. I was working mm. a lot and I wanted to ask her to marry me, but I was afraid, you know, um, mm-hmm. I went to a ring store and freaked out. I, I just got so overwhelmed. I ran uh-huh. out of there, called Sarah and told her we wanted, I wanted to take a break. What? And from she that, from that... answered me. Huh? So, I, oh, sorry. Rewind. So what was your freak? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just want to unpack that a little bit. What I understand you're okay. overwhelmed, but was it like it was fear or like shame? It was fear what? of not wanting, like, I didn't want to be stuck. I was like, if I marry this girl, this is it. Like, oh. yeah, dating was, you know, I, but this is it. Like, mm. and at the time I was also like, so I never got any validation of, you know, me being good looking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But throughout our relationship, I started getting a social media following and this and that. Yeah. So I was going somewhere and finding more confidence within myself. And I was like, because Sarah got, like, when we got together, uh, my face was full of acne and this and that. So it was a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So my head selfishly went into, like, I could get other girls, this and that. Mm -hmm. So I, like, told her, I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to have a break. I want to, you know. And she was like, hold on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what is in your head right now. Uh huh. Take a week. In a week, we'll call. But until then, we won't talk to each other. We won't text each other. That's it. I was like, wow. yeah, good. Fine. Bye. Wow. And then I hung up. I think maybe five hours later, I sat in my car for like five hours and I called her. I was like, I had to call her three times. And then she finally picked up and she was like, you okay? I thought we were going to wait a week. And I was like, no, I'm a complete and utter idiot. Like, so, and she was like, are you sure? Like, I don't mind, you know, like I need you to get in the right headset headset or head mind. Oh my God. Mindset. Mm-hmm, and I was like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm sure. And, you know, when I was in the car, I was, like, praying about it, thinking about it. And, you know, obviously, I just calmed myself down. But I was an idiot, you know? Like, I'm constantly messing up with her. And she took me back right away. No questions asked. She was like, I don't care what happened as long as you're sure. I was like, yes, I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> so well, I'm, like, kidding. That's also when I know, I knew. I was like, of course I messed up. She's the one. She is. So, you know, a week later, I went and bought a ring with, like, (laughs) very cheap ring because I had no money. Mm -hmm. Asked her parents and they said, yeah, you know. And I asked her to marry me. And then, you know, she said yes. It was exciting. And uh, a week later, I win Wipeout. Which gave me 25K, and, <laughs> like in prize money. And then I booked Power Rangers, like that's next day. 
Stop it. This just keeps getting better. Okay, yes. I'm it's here. so no. crazy. I was like, wait, what? I'm booking a job? Like, like a life-changing job? Because the universe and is on your side, Yoshi. It's on your side because you're pure-hearted <laughs> in your love for her. I'm sorry. I'm like writing the movie right now. I love it. But yay. I'm like cheering here. I'm like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And she's she was so good because... When all of that happened, you know, she was so excited. But my first thing was like, yo, give me that ring. Let me get you a better one. Oh, I love it. I love so it. So I, I got her a better ring. But, you know, we had to talk about like what we were going to do because I was going to be gone for a year. Mm-hmm. And she's very independent. And so am I. So she came to visit me for like a week the whole year that I was gone. Like she had her stuff that she needed to do. I had my stuff that I needed to do, but she planned the whole wedding by herself. Like I tried to help as much as I could, but I was gone for a year. Yeah. So, you know, That's, it, it was, ugh. yeah. And what is Sarah do? What is, and she, uh, what, what, what's her work, her independent life? So she ended up uh, taking speech um, therapy or. Yes. Speech therapy. Uh, yeah. So. She is now working as like a speech therapist assistant, but That's awesome. she also now has her master's in assistive technology. So get it, girl! Yes, yeah. So she's <laughs> finally a master. Yeah, she is. Oh, and I remember yeah. talking to her when I first met her. Um, just I just need to talk up your lady because I think she's wonderful and I love your love. But she's just such a. Like the way you describe her, first of all, I can like hear how much you love her and admire her. And that's, that makes my heart sore. But, um, <laughs> Thank you. she, she just has such a, a really good heart. Like you can tell there's no pretense. There's no like, uh, there's nothing that's like, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, this is what I do. She's like very sincere and she's very, uh, so just such a wonderful heart and she's lovely and she's kind and, uh, I don't know. I just like, I haven't hung out with you two that extensively. I see you a lot more at like different events, you know, and even like then we're like chatting because we're around around a gazillion different people. But um, yeah, you chose well. Also, God chose well for you. Also, you you were wise enough to like receive what God chose for you because. (laughs) Almost didn't multiple times. I mean, this is like what I think is so beautiful and what I'm personally like going through in a lot of just to insert my stuff, but like what I'm recognizing in my many different relationships um, throughout life. And I'm in my mid thirties. I'm I'm not booed up. I don't have a boyfriend or I'm not, I'm probably like Wait, the further, like what? the exact opposite. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a single lady. <laughs> oh. Um I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yeah. So that was the breakup that I mentioned. Like we went, we, I broke up with, with mm. Kenji. We broke up um, last De- December and there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of love, but there was a lot of real adult, like things we needed to figure out individually right. as a couple. And it, it just was the right, it was the right decision to make. But I think in the grand scheme, not, but, and like reflecting on that, um, I actually recently just did a podcast episode on my first love, which was from church, which was when I was 10. Um, <laughs> he, it was, it was, uh, there's a lot of parallels. He actually, he passed away a couple years ago. Um, so it's a little bit, it's a darker one. He had a lot of, um, struggles that he dealt with and, uh, he actually, 
he took his life and I don't want to bring the energy down, but it was, it was yeah, extremely no. heartbreaking. And, um, we were, we had remained friends and we had this bond too. Like there's a lot of parallels that I feel. And I feel, um, that, that same, like the pedestal thing, but also like the best friendship that you have. And like, you know, this attachment that you have to somebody that you care so much about. I relate to a lot of it. Um, but just yeah. recogni- recognizing the, the the whole story, like how much love means to all of us, how it's such a driving force in life and how beautiful it is and how miraculous it is and how completely out of control you are in a lot of ways to like, yeah. you don't get to decide, you get to decide, you had to make choices, you know, she, right? And like you made mm-hmm. these decisions, but also there are things happening outside of your control too. Like the whole, I'm just like, so like, wow, about Sarah and her friend, right? Like, that even though you guys had this like chemistry or attraction, she liked you back, but she wasn't even going to go there because her friend liked you. You had no idea. So even if right, you had made yeah. made your move, right? Like who knows how would a previously at, at a different time, who knows if that would have worked out because she had, you know, decided on her end, like, I'm not going to reciprocate because I'm going to be a good friend to this girl. Right. right um, yeah. Maybe you had to pull her over and just kiss her or else it really wouldn't have like, there was like a barrier. I don't know. I just think it's really beautiful. It's just, ah, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> cheering over here. Oh. And now you're going to yeah. have a baby. <laughs> and now we're having a baby. I know uh, I'm going to be okay because Sarah is going to be there, but I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. You're going to be fine. Yoshi. I, I mean, you got, you guys got each other. That's what's so great. Oh, I love it. When when's the baby <laughs> due? He's due November. Oh, so soon. That's like yeah. freaking me out how soon that actually is. It's super soon. Wow. Like, Cuz we kept it quiet for a really long time. Mhm. Yeah. When you put it on Instagram, it was very recently and her bump was big and I was like, "Oh, dang." Yeah. It, yeah. it has been a minute. Yep. He's kicking around a lot. Oh, it's a he. Yeah, it's a he, it's a boy. Of course he's kicking around. He's your son. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. She was like, this boy of yours, he, he's not stopping. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, y'all got to get some, uh, got to baby proof the house. And uh, he's mm. going to be very active and doing flips and stuff very oh, yeah. soon. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. How, how long was it between you guys getting married and the pregnancy? How many years have you guys been married now? Five years. Five years, so it's, ooh, five's like the significant number for you. Yeah, five and five. It's my favorite number. Nice. Oh, I love. What are, what are your, like for all of us, not even like, it doesn't even, not even single people, but people like, I I think there's just so many different ways people experience love and it doesn't matter if you're single or you, you have a partner. I think, you know, there's always going to be highs and lows and we're all changing as people. Um, and now we've got to hear your story, which I, let's turn that into a movie. Um, (laughs) but like how, what are your key takeaways from someone that I feel just, I'm saying from my outsider perspective is very, it's, you're very blessed, but it's a very human. It's not like you just walked out the door and like you were showered with all these great, like you had, you went through a journey, you went through a really up and down zigzagging diagonal and backwards, you know 
confusing and frustrating and doubting path um yeah. to to have and to experience all the things that you did what are you like what are your what are your key like takeaways like what are your thoughts on love and and finding you know you found your one some people out there are like maybe they don't believe in it or maybe they do and they just like feel hopeless like I'll never find it or what what how has Sarah like what has she imparted with you well the biggest thing for me is I could have listened to my, I guess, my humanly earthly desires. Okay. And and just gone the route of this is what I want uh-huh. as opposed to this is what I know is right for me and is what wow. God wants for me. Because... If Sarah had just listened to that break thing and was like, okay, we're done. I don't mm-hmm. want to be like, if she took it in a way where she was like, you don't want to be me, me, that's one. And then she just leaves. Then yeah, that would have been the end of it. You know? Yeah. It was a coward's way out. But I think that's the thing is love from somebody who's like, all about love, all about the musical, you know. Mm-hmm. Love is a choice. It's mm. unfortunately is an unnatural choice for a lot of people. Wow. So you have to be ready to make that choice again and again and again and again. Because otherwise it would be so easy to just be like, Nope, see ya. I'm going to go find somebody who's exciting me right now, you know, mm-hmm. instead of choosing to stay and fight for that relationship. <laughs> so I just got know, especially chills and the, I'm going to cry. Lifespan, uh, sorry, attention span of everybody yeah. nowadays with social yeah. media, you know, like there are way more beautiful people all over the world and we're going to meet beautiful people. But if you stay with somebody for their beauty, then and that's it. Then it's so shallow, and there's nothing that you know brings you. What is it? Grounds you to them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it has that's... to be a choice, and and the the sooner you realize that, I think the better off it'll be. Because I didn't think about that until you know recent. I was like, I made choices multiple times, and so has Sarah. You know, yeah, when, yeah. when I've messed up or, you know, anything, she's made the choice to stay with me instead of leaving me. Seriously, I'm just like very blown away. Again, I was saying earlier, like her, her heart is so wonderful because yeah. personally for me, and this is where I'm reflecting a lot with my therapist and with my girlfriends and all these, you know, self uh, introspections, like I've had a very, I've gone through a certain set of like wounds and traumas, which every person has, right? And there are a lot of moments in my life where I lived a lot in my ego. So yeah, if there was somebody that kind of, that bruised it or it's not even, I don't feel like my ego's bruised. It's like, they're more like taking a hot iron brand and like searing my ego, right? Like I, I in the past have definitely reacted really strongly from that place. And I, I would have, the younger, more immature me would have been reactive and been like, all right, F off, like, cool. You, you're not sure about me? Go, mm-hmm. n- don't be sure, you know? I yeah. will like sign our, like, bye. And um, 
it says a lot. Just when you just said what her reaction was, I was very impressed and very like that says yeah. a lot about her. Period. Just that that response yeah. of cool, like take your space and then get back to me. We'll regroup. <laughs> like I'm like what kind of centered Zen, like grounded, wise woman like can say that. That's so wonderful. And it says a lot that she loves you too, because that's what I think couples continue to learn how to do is like meet each other's needs. At that time, you needed space. You're having your freak out, which I think, you know, even though it's like, you're going to have your opinions about that, but it it is understandable. It's a very human response to like say, oh, I don't know if I can do this giant thing that I'm about to do. Yeah. I mean, it was a big commitment. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But then you committed and then like, did. there you and are. Not without her help, I think. Because mm-hmm. again, had she taken it any other way, that could have mm-hmm. been the end of it. Yeah. But because she was the way she was and what she said, you know, I realized. I, of course, did my own introspection too. It wasn't like I did that and it was like, oh, let me call up another girl right now. You know what I mean? Uh, guilty. I've, I'm just going to be like, I've, I've totally, this is where I think there's so much to unpack in life with like, especially our current society with like dating apps and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, I've, I've like sought that out, that attention to like, be like, okay, I feel sucky, but I don't feel good about myself. Somebody Mm -hmm. make me feel better. (laughs) And I've totally done that. That instant satisfaction. Yeah. 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 And you do get satisfied and then it goes away because it's like, you know, again, it wasn't addressing the real issue, which is like, "Mm, life is about choices. It's about, and that's the thing I think is really cool. And I'm, I'm curious if you like, you know, in our final, as we're wrapping up this episode, which I could talk to you about this for like 8 trillion years, because I have so many (laughs) questions, uh, but I want to keep you and I know you have your wife and, and, and -hmm. little one. Um, but you talked a lot about, I, I, I find it really compelling that you're saying like um, that it was a coward's way out because I've been thinking a lot about courage and bravery and that like courage and bravery includes and it's like from Milan, but it's like that it includes fear. Like you can't be brave if you're not scared. You know what I mean? Then you're just like you're fearless and no person is truly fearless. I think humans have fears. We have issues like concerns. And then you, you make, like you said, make your choice. How do you, how do you equate like love and what do you think about love and bravery? Cause you're saying you're like, I love that you're vulnerable, vulnerable enough and self-aware enough to admit that like, you were just terrified at so many moments, right? Yeah. Like you couldn't make your move. You can shoot your shot. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on like courage and bravery and love? I, I mean, I think that's what the bravery is, is to choose to be in love to Mm. choose that love because again it when it's easy not necessarily brave (laughs) right Uh, uh (laughs) when it's hard that's when it's brave but you know there's a good balance because I don't want to say all this. And then there are people who stay in toxic relationships Yes, for yes. the wrong reasons. Like, uh, okay. I feel like my relationship in high school, the three-year one was toxic for both of us, like toxic on her end, toxic on my end. 
but I stayed because it was easier. It was mm. easy because mm. everybody knew us as this couple. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about being with anyone else. I didn't have to worry about explaining myself. I didn't have to like go around school seeing her. There was so much stuff. I would rather stay with her because it was easier mm -hmm. than to break it off. Mm -hmm. That's why that was the coward's way out. Mm. That was a choice that I should have made to break up with her. And because I stayed, I it ended up being like kind of it's my fault because I was out of love with her already. I should have just told her instead of lying to her and in turn hurting her. And I'm sure, you know, she probably felt that that I didn't love her anymore. And that's probably why it became such a toxic relationship. Right. You know? right. Yeah. Even if you don't I say think, those things, people can feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your intention, your heart. Yeah. Yeah. People can feel that. Hopefully. Yeah. If they have high enough EQ. <laughs> and I think, well, eventually too, it's, you know, may not catch on to it right away, but I think over yeah. time people, and that's what it can feed so much insecurity and anxiety and yeah. uncertainty. And that's the difference I feel like is having trust and confidence it builds on itself because like you can feel it and it's shown to you, not just like you, yes, verbalizing it obviously helps, but it's not the only way yes. that it's communicated. Right. Yeah. Like the and attention the and care. Is you need to have people that you can talk to about it. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, like mm -hmm. I didn't tell anyone how I was feeling with my ex. Mm -hmm. So even my brother thought we were perfect, right? He didn't like her. But he thought that we were perfect for each other. We were fine. But inside, I was hurting and this and that. But I was like, mm. no, we're perfect. We're this and that. So I learned from that relationship. So when I got with Sarah, I told Peter everything. Every little thing that I was like, oh, man, you know, I didn't like that she was like this. Luckily, Peter and her are very similar. So he's like, well, if you had done that to me, this is how that would make me feel. And mm. I was like, oh. I didn't even think about that because my <laughs> mindset is over here. Yeah. You know, so it's it's having someone to talk to and, and saying it out loud, whether it be like uh, taken in a way of like, you're an idiot or taken in a way of like, wow, yeah, that's not good for you. You shouldn't be dating that person. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's just being right. honest with your friends or your group of people that you're talking to. Otherwise, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're just pretending, you're just lying you right. know, about your relationship to make it look good or whatever. Like To save face. Yeah. Mine and Sarah's relationship, I wouldn't say is perfect, mm -hmm. but we're working on it. We're constantly working on it. And I'll be honest, like, we... Our relationship is better than I had ever anticipated and better than um, what we've had to do to work on it. Like we haven't had to do much to work on it. So again, we're very blessed um, to have met such a good fit, mm -hmm. but it's nowhere near perfect. Like yeah. I mess up all the freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like... You know, when I have, like, when we first got together, I was an actor, yes, but more so a stunt guy. 
So her fears were like, yo, she's going to get hurt. But now she has to deal like, and back then I wasn't doing any scenes as a love interest, but now I am. Mm -hmm. So that's something that she's having to deal with. And we actually just talked about it today. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm catching (laughs) on. The biggest thing was like, to be honest with you, it's, it's more that my parents are going to have to see you kissing someone else or like my family. And I was like, oh. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> she was like, I'm not worried that you're going to like run away and leave me. Um, she was like, I'm the best thing ever that's ever happened to you. So yeah, <laughs> yes, queen. She <laughs> but she, but she knows. <laughs> she knows. She knows. Yeah, I yeah. tell her every day I have to. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm noticing yeah. like you gotta, it, there's a, there's a, there's a value in like, er, not, I don't feel like people have to earn each other's love. There's a, a certain, like, I say cosmic, like connection that helps like foster that. But I also think that it, it's, it's an, like you're saying, it's an active choice. So it, it's to your benefit mm-hmm. to remind the person and, and to woo them and to receive yeah. that love. Like, I think that's, just part of keeping it, keeping it fresh and like keeping yeah. it healthy and happy. But that's a totally, I can totally understand where she's coming from because that's why I had certain ideas of like, I will never date or be with someone in the industry because I just don't want to deal with that. Even if it was understood between us, you, yeah. you're a couple and you are in your own little bubble of a universe, but you're also like, yeah, you also have friends and family and everybody else that's going to influence and have their opinions and yeah. Uh, <laughs> all interactions with your relationship. I mean, yeah. 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 But you guys will That's, figure it yeah. out. I'm glad, I'm glad you're talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're not worried uh, about it. Not, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> Good, good. One thing at a time, right? First, like we're gonna grow this baby properly for the yeah, baby's gonna gotta be figured out. Um, but I'm I just I really appreciate all this like this great story. It's great stories. Like you have a lot of great stories, Yoshi. And Thanks. I'm like really thankful that you took the time to like share it. But and and just also your reflections because I, I don't mean to be like overly stereotypical, but I think facts are facts that I think there's a lot of perspectives from from men about um, more vulnerable things, more sensitive things about fear and yeah. about courage and about purpose and how to address those things, how to have faith, how to like overcome these insecurities and own up to them. Like you can't overcome it if you don't own up to it and accept it. Yeah. Um I still find it to be a rarity, even though like I'm around, I think I'm surrounded by so many dope men. Like I feel very fortunate, but I also know out in the universe, um, those conversations are still, in my opinion, not being had as much as I would like. And I think, yeah. you know, we're all figuring it out. And I would love, I, I love that we had this conversation that you're open to share that your thoughts and your feelings so freely, because I do think that, you know, we all want to have good relationships at the end of the day. Like, yeah. Nobody wants to be miserable. A lot of guys grew up thinking that that wasn't what you're supposed to do. You know, mm-hmm, you keep everything mm-hmm. hidden. But mm-hmm. Peter and I were very lucky that we were both emotional and we talked to each other a lot yeah. about everything. And even our group of friends, we all, that's what we do. We talk about that and we kind of make it uncomfortable. And we're like, okay, so why do you think this is a good idea? You know, stuff like that. And it ends up in fights sometimes but <laughs> we gotta push each other you know because if you're not then no one else is i agree and, yeah 
That's awesome. That's courage too. I just want to say that, that like being vulnerable is, is in my opinion, one of those admirable acts of bravery because that you are putting something on the line. You are risking looking foolish or being wrong. And a lot of people have their reasons why that's such an intolerable thing to endure. They can't, they would rather just sit in silence or just like literally suppress everything in order to, again, save face or maintain a certain image or just like not deal with the the sucky feeling of being vulnerable. It's it's not a small thing, but that's why I say I want to commend that because I think being that's that's true courage and i think that's the kind of courage that we need right now my very you know i'm very opinionated but i think there's we've (laughs) we've we've, a lot of people have suffered because we haven't had that courage do you know what i mean we like haven't had conversations that i think really do help us sort through our feelings figure things out identify problems accept those problems figure out solutions and then do that and you you can't remove any part of that process right like You'll never figure it out if you don't realize like what the issue is and you can't figure out what the issue is unless you like identify the issue. So yeah, on a practical level, but yeah, I just really respect that. And quick shout out, shout out to your brother. We love Peter. He's wonderful. And, um, I'm really happy that you guys have each other and I highly encourage everybody to like find your tribe. And that's not even a small thing. Some people are more fortunate than others to have like really good friends around them. But I love that you said that, that it's, um, that's where like friends and family and other people around us play such a big role in love. That it's not just you and Sarah, like you were fortunate to have other people that you could process yourself with. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I've been very blessed with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And now we get to share the story on my podcast. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, any last thoughts or, or you know, words of encouragement for anybody listening out there, feeling all kinds of feelings, hearing about your love like <laughs> I am? Feel those feelings. Don't like Ooh. push it down. Just feel them. I know it's not the best sometimes, but feel <laughs> them and, and work through them. <sighs> so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Yoshi. Um, Where can people follow your journey as you continue on doing your flips and being a love interest and being a wonderful (laughs) father and husband? Like, want to follow you? Where can they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all under Yoshi underscore Sudarso. And my Twitch is also Yoshi underscore Sudarso. So if you guys want to come hang out, that's where I'll be. (laughs) <laughs> Yay. And again, pre-congratulations. November is going to be here quick, but um hope you yeah. enjoy this time and congratulations to the wifey. I'm so happy for you guys. You're going to be beautiful parents. So Thank you. Looking forward to Appreciate all the Instagram you. posts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much, Yoshi, and I will I'll talk to you soon, okay? Yep. See you again. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of First of All with Yoshi Sudarso. Congratulations again, Yoshi and Sarah, for your bundle of joy. We're so excited, and we know that baby's going to be an active one and, you know, an upcoming Power Ranger at some point in the in the future when they're doing its 50th remake, but we'll enjoy and cheer on nonetheless. But I hope that you enjoyed that. Um, hope you're inspired, feeling all the feelings. You know, same as me, reevaluating what's important in life. Because um, it is a crazy time, but 
Love is everything. Love is our motivating factor. It's what makes us so fulfilled. And it's just nice to hear these stories. So thank you again to Yoshi for sharing his story. And thank you to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. Thank you to Uzu Trap. Uzu Trap. Thank you to Uzu Han for use of his song, Uzu Trap, for the intro and the outro. I love both of you guys. You're wonderful. And I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective. I'm just not even speaking well anymore. I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American podcasters and storytellers. And if you'd like to support me and my podcast, help keep the microphone on, I gotta do a big shout out to my Patreon family. You can become a supporter of my Patreon at patreon.com slash first of all podcast. You can also go to my link tree in my Instagram at first of all pod and dealer's choice like figure out uh, if and how you'd like to support you can I got my donation link I got my um, Amazon wish list all that stuff if you're feeling generous I will receive your generosity with all the gratitude in my heart regardless I'm just glad to have this community I'm glad to have listeners who enjoy this and an outlet for all my crazy thoughts and feelings so thank you for tuning in and if you enjoy this podcast and want to share with a friend feel free to do so you can find first of all podcasts on all the major platforms everywhere you find podcasts apple Podcasts, google play stitcher radio public and everywhere again you can find podcasts you can find me and then if you'd like to follow my personal page, you can go to at Minjeezy. You can email me at firstofallpod at gmail.com. But I think we've had enough talking for today. I love you all so much. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane, and stay loving. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. But if you're pushing me over the edge, might see these knuckles do some crouching tiger and hidden dragon. Get you feeling like a ladder. <laughs> Introduce you to a whole new world. Go ahead and see what happens, but I'm not the violent Hey, I'm Phil Yu, and you may know me from a blog called Angry Asian Man. And I'm Jeff Yang, author, journalist, and celebrity dad. We host a podcast called They Call Us Bruce, an unfiltered conversation about what's happening in Asian America. Each week or so, we host a discussion about some of the most vital and interesting topics in our pop culture and our community, bringing in guests who are shaping and informing this thing called Asian America from Hollywood to D.C. and beyond. Uh, we've got media, entertainment, food, family, politics, representation, the good, the bad, the WTF of it all. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at theycallsbruce.com. Peace. Peace.